This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode that you're about to hear is live and unedited. If you're interested in watching the live stream, head over to facebook.com slash recoveryrevolution100. We record a new episode every Monday night starting at 7 p.m. Central Time. All right, what is going on, guys? You have made it to another episode of Recovery Revolution Live, and I'm so excited about tonight's guests. Um, maybe uh, I know JR, you got to meet her at the uh, maybe, maybe you could do an introduction. I can't hear you, you came in all garbled. Oh, no. I was gonna. I was asking you if you could, uh, if if you wanted to introduce tonight's guest, since you guys had the uh, had the pleasure of meeting each other. And I'm wearing the shirt, Liz. Look at that. He's rocking the. Oh, it looks like Liz is muted. It says can't unmute guests because she chose to mute. I got herself. it. Oh, there we go. I did it. Sorry, I thought yeah. that might have been why we couldn't hear you. So I was trying to <laughs> problem solve. <laughs> yeah, I got to. Uh, I got to meet Liz and uh, Caleb, and I forgot the other guy's name. Bryce. Bryce. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at uh, Mobilized Recovery in Las Vegas, they put me through a workout, and I couldn't feel my legs for like three days. But it was a good. <laughs> it was a good burn. I thought it was a yoga class. They 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 misled me. <laughs> I would have taught you. I would have gone for yoga. I did the workout too. I made the mistake of doing it the day we were leaving. So did the workout, then got on a plane for like five hours and then oh. all, like almost had to live on the plane. Like couldn't get up off the plane afterwards because my legs were <laughs> similarly um, broken. So I get it. Yeah. My, uh, my flight from Vegas brought me to LA and then all the way back to uh, the East coast. <laughs> Same. Mine did. Yeah, I did the same thing. California. Whoop, whoop. I don't know why. Yeah. It was weird. Who knows why? Well, I'm super excited to, to be you. here. Excited, excited yeah. to see you again. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Um, hey, hey, anything to help out. Yeah. We're a big fan. I, I, I am a big fan of what you guys do. I, I think it's really important for uh, people in recovery to have that community. And what you guys offer is something special. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about the Phoenix? You want me to dive right in or what? Uh, Brett's got to do a little, little thing, how he likes to start off the shows. He's the how? Oh, no, I'm no, just, no. I'm just riding his coattails. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, however you want to start off, Liz, if you want to tell us your story or if you want to talk about the Phoenix, whatever you're most comfortable with. Um, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll let you do it. Well, the only I, the only thing I'm an expert on in this entire world is my own story. And even that, sometimes I wonder if I'm really even an expert on it. Um, so I guess I'll start with that. Um, so I'm Liz McKean. Um, I'm from Western New York. I uh, live in Tampa, Florida right now. I escaped, escaped the cold weather. Um, and I'm in recovery. Um, I, geez, I struggled with... Um, like anxiety and panic disorder my entire life, but um, was just a real rule follower person forever, ever. Um, never got in any trouble, never had a sip of alcohol till college. <laughs> and then I really made up for lost time pretty quickly once I got there. Because um, I realized, uh, I think like a lot of people, like the first time I drank, it was like that that moment where I was like, okay, th this is what I've been waiting for. Like, this is this is what normal people feel like. Like, this is the party that I hadn't been invited to before. Everything's different. Everything's better. I just want to feel this way forever and every man. 
And um, shockingly, that didn't work forever. That wasn't a forever solution that I had hoped that it was. Um, so, you know, just kind of rode the roller coaster of drinking throughout um, my 20s and 30s and um, had times where I could thought I could drink like a normal person, times where I'd be sober for a while because I'd proven that I could not drink like a normal person. And um, then it got pretty clear over the last few years of my drinking that um, absolutely the only option for me to stay alive and, um, and out of jail was to be a sober person. So still decided to dig my hole a little deeper and deeper every time and then try again. Um, so anyway, so for me though, the path was not, I mean, I don't think very many people have a linear path when it comes to recovery, but um, I dabbled in AA and never really found, got my footing there, um, had a, uh, did an outpatient program, um, when I lived in New York and, you know, to the shock of myself and my family and friends that didn't fix everything. I wasn't all better after that. Um, and it wasn't until I really found yoga that it stuck like the, yoga, and it's, you know, still took a lot of ups and downs. Um, but for me, I realized when I started um, practicing yoga regularly that I really just was never going to get better unless I liked myself. And um, on the yoga mat, I, I started to kind of like myself. Like I was really lucky to have teachers that said all the right things that just little like planted little seeds about, you know, being worthy just of, of joy and, um, and of rest and realized that I, those little moments of joy that I would find on the yoga mat when I was, when I was drinking, I, I couldn't get there. And when I was sober, I could. So it was like a, it was like that, that high I'd been chasing. Um, but without making me, you know, nearly die and lose everything over and over again. Um, so I was like a minute sober for the 8,000th time. Um, when I found the Phoenix, um, I saw online some like a, <laughs> I was one of those people that followed a lot of like sober Instagrammers um, without ever, like I, I wouldn't follow anybody that had sober or recovery in their name or their handle or a hashtag or anything. Cause God forbid somebody, you know, saw that I followed sober people on Instagram and thought maybe I had a problem and it, you know, it wouldn't be like the lost jobs and the total horrifying, embarrassing things that I had done over and over. Um, it was going to be somebody seeing that I, <laughs> that I followed a sober account on Instagram. That was going to be the humiliation of my life. So I, one of those people that I followed who didn't have that in their name, but that, but I followed them because they were um, someone who I knew was in recovery posted about going to these um, CrossFit workouts and CrossFit was something that I'd always been interested in, but a little afraid of, like I think a lot of people are. And I had, I was doing yoga a lot and really enjoying it, but just wanted to try something different. And the thing with this CrossFit workout is there were people in recovery that were working out together and they just looked like really nice, normal people. And they were high-fiving and they had shirts that said sober on them. And they were like putting their pictures out on social media for everyone to see. Like there was no anonymity. It was all like people were tagged, people were psyched about it, people were sharing it. And, um, I, you know, I didn't know any of these people, but I was just intrigued. So the combination of having it be a workout that I, that I wanted to try. And then this, this version of sobriety that I was 
totally unfamiliar with. Um, you know, I was used to carrying around um, issues with drinking as just my greatest shame. You know, I was used to just, I, I, this was going to be the, the horrible thing I was going to have to live with and hide for the rest of my life. So there were a lot of little things about that that fascinated me. And, and like anything, it took probably months of seeing those little, those pictures and getting those little nudges over and over again before I finally decided to go to one of those workouts. Um, and at the Phoenix, we always say that that first, that, that first workout that you go to when you walk in the door, that door to the gym is the heaviest door that you'll ever open, uh, the hardest door that you'll ever open. And, um, and it was because I was so afraid. And I, even, even among sober people, I was afraid that people were going to find out that I was a person who had problems with drinking and, you know, how, how horrifying. So, but then once I got in there, it was easy. It was, everybody was just as nice and normal as they seemed in their pictures. Everybody was just so psyched to have me there and so excited to be there. And they were having so much fun in their recovery that it was like a reward to be there and to be sober as opposed to the punishment that I was so used to um, it being. Uh, being sober was always me having to give up the party and no longer being able to have, have fun or be cool or any of the things that even in my late thirties, I thought I still needed. Um, and then I realized when I walked in that door and started to go to these workouts and started to be welcomed into this community that being in recovery was the invitation to the party that I didn't even know how badly I, I needed and wanted to be at. So uh, that was back in 2018. Um, the Phoenix has been a, around quite a bit longer than that, but that was very early Phoenix here in Tampa where I live. And I got a little more involved and then I took a step away and did my yoga teacher training and um, kind of found it was kind of the boost that I needed to feel steady and excited about recovery. Um, but I didn't completely get, I wasn't fully entrenched in the Phoenix quite yet. It took a little bit more time once I was done um, with my yoga teacher training and I was ready to start teaching. And the only reason I wanted to teach yoga was to help people like, like me and help people to love themselves. Um, I reached out to the Phoenix and said, you know, let me, can I start teaching yoga for you? And, and they said, of course, like, come, come on in. And so I started teaching yoga as a volunteer. And then at some point I did it more and more and um, became, you know, started doing more things as a volunteer. I started helping with little marketing pieces in, in Tampa and then COVID hit and the job that I had had couldn't pay me anymore. Like that, you know, like a lot of small businesses, um, went through a really hard time and suddenly the Phoenix had this virtual program that they were starting to do for Phoenix had always been individual gyms or communities that would collaborate with, with gyms, um, in their area to do these in-person workouts. And suddenly when that couldn't happen, uh, the Phoenix went online and brought all those workouts, um, to zoom. So I, they had a job that was available. And um, my friend Brittany, who is the um, chapter manager here in Tampa, suggested that I apply for it. And I was like, ah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. This is like, this is a, this community is part of my recovery. It's not part of my like life. You know, I still had that kind of separation. And that was clearly 
not the the path that had been laid out in front of me. So I applied for the job, got the job. Um, I now am the manager for the national virtual program. And I have the honor of bringing the Phoenix, that community that like saved me, saved my life. Like, I don't, I don't know that I would still have, have been able to stay sober. Um, and certainly not in a way that's as joyful as it is now. Um, I was able to, I'm able to now be part of what brings that community into people's homes who don't have a Brittany, who don't have um, a, a local Phoenix, who may never have heard of it otherwise. Now they can, right from their living room, be able to be part of this incredible organization. Um, so that's a little uh, my story. I can I can tell you more about the Phoenix, but I, I it's weird to just only have my face on the screen. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Thanks. I mean, yeah. uh, one of the arguments out there today is uh, the they say the opposite of addiction is connection, and that seems to be what you guys are 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 doing. You, you you're putting sober people together, you know, building that fellowship, and you know, like you said, when you, the hardest part is just going in the the first door. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. It's, and it's amazing how easy it gets after that, how, how hard everything was before that moment. It's so worth taking that, that first step. And, you know, the whole, it's interesting because the, so the Phoenix started as um, all, like I said, all in-person things, all fitness um, was, is, is where we started. That is, that is our roots. And there's all sorts of studies out there that talk about how incredible fitness is for, your mental health for um, the recovery process, you know, physically, there's like chemical things that are happening that make fit, that make fitness really powerful. But that's great for me who wanted that, you know, and I was like, CrossFit looks cool, and I'm going to go and I was able to find the community. But you know, the community is the thing like that is the what is going to help people the most. That's that's the thing that brings this joy into our lives. So if fitness isn't meaningful to somebody, they're, they're not going to find the, the Phoenix. So more and more, we realized that it wasn't so much that fitness had to be the activity. It just, there needs to be a meaningful activity because the activity is really just the, the vehicle to get somebody into the community. Um, so we're far more than Phoenix, now, far, far more than fitness. Now we're yoga, we're meditation, we're chess club, we're poetry club. We have a sober moms group. We have, um, all, there's just endless things there. There are still quite a bit of fitness things. We, our main, um, program is in Denver and there's mountain climbing and biking and all sorts of incredible outdoor sports. So there's certainly a lot there for folks that are looking for fitness, but the Phoenix is absolutely not just for people that want to work out or sweat or stretch or anything like that. Um, every single activity that we offer is free. Um, all that is asked is 48 hours of continuous sobriety to come to an event. So um, whether you are a person who identifies as being in recovery, whether you're a person who is just, just got eked out those two days, or if you're like my parents, who, um, you know, never didn't know what the heck they were getting into with it, with a kid that, that was struggling with addiction. Um, all they need is those 48 hours just to keep everyone safe and they can go to an event and be part of this community where, you know, we get to live this joyful life and recovery and break down stigma by being together and by recovering out loud um, and doing exactly what you said, JR, is, is that connection is, is really the thing that, that that's 
that's the hand that reaches out that, that pulls you out of hell. Um, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I agree with whatever, with everything you've said. And for me in the beginning, that community was like one of the biggest things in my recovery. You know, I, I wasn't aware of the Phoenix or the activities, but I had members in my home group that invited me to do stuff, you know, go out to eat or go to a movie or, you know, like go to, they had like sober parties on the weekends and stuff like everybody getting together and like grilling out and, and playing games in people's yards and stuff. And like that to me in the beginning was so valuable just to like finally feel like I had a safe place with people that, that cared about me. So I love that you guys are doing that and, and that you also have some activities that uh, may not be for, for those of us that are as much into fitness as, as others. So that's really cool to hear that you guys have other activities available. Yeah. Well, the way we're able to grow, like we, our goal is to reach a million people in the next five years. We've reached, um, shoot, I should have looked at the latest number before I hopped on here. But um, last time I looked, it was like something over 70,000 people that we've reached in the time that we've been um, an organization. So we have a long, we've, our growth has, whoo, has, has a long way to go. And um, it's going to happen like largely because we are able to be online. So people are able to hear about us who may not have before, but also um, because volunteers are the heart of what we do. Before I was a Phoenix staff, um, I was a volunteer and that's all I ever wanted to be with the Phoenix. Like that was a huge um, part of, you know, service that I was, that I was doing, like helping other folks that were working on um, finding recovery. And then also it was just so good for me and it made me feel like I was giving back to this community, but we have this incredible volunteer portal where people can go to our website and it's super easy to find. You go to volunteer and then fill out some information about like who you are, like what kind of, what you want to do, like what you're interested in. Somebody from um, Phoenix calls and talks you through like how you might be able to get involved. And that doesn't mean you have to be a CrossFit instructor or a yoga teacher or have any skill that you can even put your finger on. You know, like we have people that are like, all right, well, I guess we'll meet and go for a walk or I guess we'll meet and watch a movie or maybe, hey, we've got this virtual program. Maybe we'll meet and just put on a yoga class that we'll, you know, watch there. And there's it just it doesn't really there's, there's no limitation and those volunteers are now spread out across the entire country and beyond. We have even international folks. So, I mean, if, if you're listening right now and, and you are like, well, I wish I had Phoenix in my community. First of all, you do because we're online. And second of all, you could be the one that starts that. And it doesn't mean you have to even lead an event. You could just become a volunteer and just start talking about it. You know, you could start just posting about about phoenix on social media or even just like tell a friend and it's it's those little things that lead up to big things and um that's how we're able to to grow and that's how we're able to offer a meaningful activity that is meaningful to you and will be meaningful to another person but nobody else would have started that but you um which i think is also something that is really powerful because I, I don't know about you, but I felt pretty worthless for a really long time and, you know, still have my moments where I, you know, feel like I just don't even deserve the life that I have. Um, but it's being able to be part of this movement. Like it's, it's not just the programs, you know, this is a movement that we're, that we're joining, you know, it's not, we're not the first to, to offer this kind of community, but um, each person plays such a critical role. I think 
finding that um, that worthiness and knowing how much you matter is is part of it as well. So there's just like so many layers of how good it is. And I tell you, the fact that I was on that stage in L.A. or no, we weren't in L.A. We were you flew to L.A. Um, in Las Vegas um, and wore a shirt that said sober and talked about it. And I mean, just didn't like lay down and die afterwards. Like that was a miracle. Like this is the the amount of deep just misery and shame that I carried around for so, so long. And that I, I truly thought I would forever, even if I did find sobriety. Um, I can't even quite believe that I'm having this conversation with you right now. So, um, so thank you for allowing me to. <laughs> You guys, you guys did really great. I really enjoyed all, uh, listening to all three of y'all up there. Thank you. Yeah, I think the cool thing about it was, um, one of the cool things about it was how different our experiences were, like how we found the Phoenix. Like Caleb, um, he was, I think he was, you know, well into recovery and he was just kind of trying to find a way to put the love of fitness together with, you know, his, his recovery. And Bryce came from, um, from Detroit and he was well-established in his recovery. And he was looking at Phoenix as just a way to serve a way to, I think he calls himself a, like a, a recovery resource broker. You know, he wants to just find all the different amazing things that are out there that people might not even know are available to them. And, and usually for free, um, and he had this big community of people that like know, like, and trust him already. And so he just wanted to get to be part of the Phoenix so he could bring that to his community. And I found the Phoenix crawling on hands and knees, just desperately trying to save my own life. And there are a hundred, you know, million other ways that people find the Phoenix and reasons they come to the Phoenix. And um, it's just such a cool, you know, we're peer to peer organization. Like nobody's a, nobody's there to tell you how to recover. You know, we, we support all, pathways. So whether yoga was your pathway or um, 12 step was your pathway or, you know, any other, you know, anything in the entire world, it, whatever it is that you do that helps your recovery at the Phoenix, it's all welcome. Like we're just, we're all each other's biggest fans and just really honored to be part of the journey. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, go ahead, JR. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I love it. I, I, you guys uh, do it like uh, how I think it should be done, like the whole health, the you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. You guys are like like combining a little bit of each, and boom, and it helps people get their get their lives back. I mean, because you know, you know, each one of us, you know, we have weaknesses in certain areas, which you know led to our addictions. And once we start looking at our weaknesses, we we find a better way. I mean, because you know, like you said, you were miserable out there, and so was I. I mean, Brett probably was hating life too at one point. I mean, he yeah. wasn't Mister uh, 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 Do with the the fluffy beard. <laughs> How can you be miserable with a beard like that? So cool. Definitely miserable Brett with in the house. <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say um, for those that don't know, it's the Phoenix.org, and I was looking just out of curiosity. And tomorrow in my area, there's a CrossFit class, tennis a walk and indoor rock climbing. And those are all, those are four different events that are happening tomorrow uh, just in my area. So really cool to see that there are so many different, such a wide variety of activities and events and stuff that are happening in the sober community. And like you said earlier, 
it's free to join or if you want to volunteer it's really easy to click on that volunteer page it also shows on here that you guys have an app which is also i was just nice. gonna say that yeah we like just that i i say we as if i like created this app like the, the incredibly brilliant people that um put this this app together just launched it and it's like yeah if you go to the website there's immediately a pop-up that tells you but you can um go to the app store and look for um the phoenix and it is so cool i so first you can join classes you can we have on-demand classes you can join one of the um zoom classes that i help to um organize and also you can see what classes are happening near you and i say classes but there's a lot of things that are you know just events not necessarily a class um, we even have music. We have a music program, which is super awesome. And we have um, performances and just a lot of cool, cool things that you can do. But I think the thing that I love the most about the app uh, is that we have this, or it's coming, I believe, if it's not already on there, is this connect feature, which is essentially just a, like a chat feature. We have with groups. So you can join different groups. If you're interested in biking, you can join the biking group and then just talk to people in there. Um, there's chat where you can connect with people individually. So it's very like, you know, like Facebook-esque in that way, but it's in this safe space of this app. And I, when I was like, what, you know, all the many times that I was just laying in my bed and unable to move and just, you know, let it, like the misery and all the awful things that I had done to get me into bed for however many days I was going to be there to recover from the last uh, disaster. I, I found an app and I don't even know if it's one that exists anymore, but I remember just looking in there and seeing people talking about recovery and supporting each other. And a few times I, put little notes in there and it felt safe to put it in there because it wasn't social media. You know, it was like within this little group and it was, it was relatively small. I, you know, I could say like, okay, so this is how I feel right now. Am I definitely going to die or am I probably going to die? Like which one? And somebody would chime in and say, okay, I felt that way too. And it was incredibly just to have at, you know, even 3am, like somebody that I could reach or even just stories that I could read from people was life-saving. It was, because that, that feeling of loneliness, that isolation, that certainty that you're the only person that's ever done these terrible things and the only person who's ever felt this way and that it's never, ever go away or get better is just so deep and real feeling. Um, so just to have this app to connections, the opposite of addiction. Yes, Ashley, that's so right. I know it's it's like, it's everything. It's everything to, to know that there's somebody out there that's rooting for you um, and other people that have survived and are thriving and um, really believe that you can too, even if you don't believe it. It's, I, I'm so proud to be part of an organization that is putting something like that out into the world. Yeah. Ashley was a uh, mobilized recovery person too. Yeah. Cool. Job too. That's awesome. Hi, Ashley. That's so cool. That was such a cool conference. Oh my gosh. I didn't really, I didn't really know anything about mobilize until honestly, really until we got there. I mean, I'd read all the things. And so I had, you know, intellectually, I knew what mobilize recovery was, but um, I, we got there and like met all these people who are all just so dedicated to getting out there and finding ways to help people in like every different way you could think of. It was, like I said, like Phoenix isn't, creating the movement we're just joining the movement like there's so many other people out there and um they're just all 
we just all pulled ourselves out of hell and we're turning around and reaching back for the next person. And, and there's as many different ways to do that as there are different people. So what a, it's what a, a revolution. revolution. It's a <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a question from Ian. He said, uh, need to ask a question in your humble opinion. Do you believe one must go through a spiritual awakening to find the light? And then a little further down, he said light equals recovery or sobriety. Is he asking for my humble opinion? I don't know if he's asking for your humble opinion or JR's humble opinion or my humble opinion. I'm not sure which he didn't he didn't ask to a specific person. I don't guess. Well, I always have opinions, so I'm happy to give a, a humble opinion if that's helpful. <laughs> um I well, no, I don't think that. And that actually might be an unpopular, humble opinion. But um, I, to the in the deepest depths of my soul, believe that that every single person has a different pathway. And I would never be so arrogant to think that I would know what you have to do to get recovered or that what you have to do to find recovery and find your light. Um, that's something that I, you know, I'm, I'm only, like I said, an expert on my own story, which I still am figuring out how to tell in a way that makes it sound like I'm an expert. Um, but I think, I don't know, I, I worry sometimes that those are the kind of things that hold people back and think like, well, I'm not doing it right. You know, it's similar to, for yoga, for me, there were a lot of times that I'd be in a pose and I think I wasn't doing it right and it would take the joy away from it or I wouldn't realize how far I'd come. And I think to let go of that feeling of like, there's a right or wrong way is, is for me, everything. It's the reason I am, do what I do. Okay, Somebody good, answer. good answer. Yeah, I think there's there's multiple pathways. I don't think you, um, I don't think it's all necess uh, necessarily spiritual. I think, uh, you know, we all find our way. I mean, recovery is a lifelong journey anyway. I mean, like the people that are atheists today, they they may you know change over in a few years down the road. But you know, parts for me though, it it, it kind of was a more or less a spiritual awakening because you know I I was my story was I was I, before I really committed to my recovery, I was working at the hospital you know doing a work training program and I had some old felony warrants pop up on the radar and they were coming to arrest me and I knew they were coming. And it was like, you know, I could have ran, but I was like, you know what? I'm tired of running. You know, I just want to go ahead and get this done. And I just sat there and waited for them to, to, to finally arrest me. And I was like, you know, I'm going to give it to God and, you know, and play it out. And that's how, that's what really changed me. So that's, that's uh, a little bit of my story. Yeah. And, and for me, I don't know if if spiritual awakening is the right term and I guess I guess spiritual awakening can mean anything, you know, depending depending on who the person is, you know, I think we each kind of have our own definition of spirituality or spiritual awakening, but I think just the original like that that switch in my head when I decided, you know, to take recovery serious and like actually do it and and like have like had that desire to stop using, I think that was a form of a spiritual awakening to me in my life, even though my, my concept of a higher power today is completely different from what my concept of a higher power was seven years ago. So, I mean, to answer the question, I think 
I mean, I, yes, and I, I, I don't really know. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I can say yes or no. <laughs> I don't think it's required. No. I, I think I agree with you, though. If that's that's going to look different for every single person, so it is. I love like exactly what you said. Like it's a switch that that flips, and um, which really works with that metaphor with the light. So that so yeah. there you go. Like turn that light right on. <laughs> because <laughs> that was my experience too it really was like that that switch just flipped like every like the that whole my whole belief system about myself about you know what what was the, this whole life is all about flipped right on its head thank goodness you guys also do a uh a mindfulness class uh i'd heard uh bryce was talking about that yeah yeah, we do a lot of the meditation is has become I mean, I think it's huge everywhere for everybody, but um definitely what I've seen on the virtual platform particularly um I've I've noticed that as gyms have opened up, you know, cuz when we started on virtual for the Phoenix, we were just kind of like the silver medal, you know, like oh, we can't do it in person. I'll go on Zoom. And um and we're not that anymore. Now, now we get to be whatever, you know, whatever part of someone's recovery is meaningful to them. But I've seen that the fitness piece, people are doing more of their workouts at the gym and people are doing more of like the mindfulness meditation, even yoga from home. I think that's something that was like a gift of this, this time where we couldn't leave home that people kind of picked up those practices and to be able to do that in the safe space of your home is is pretty awesome and that's uh just such a, a cool practice to start we have a lot of different types of meditations we have a lot of different kinds of instructors which is really cool because you can kind of try them out and find what feels good for you on that day uh bryce does a very cool uh he, it's called a mindful conversation is his meditation so he does like a little meditation but then there's just, then he just talks about it and everybody has a different experience and a different opinion. And I think to have the opportunity for people to ask questions um, is, is huge because again, a lot of people think they're doing it wrong and just to be able to hear that other people are having similar experiences, I think is super cool. So yeah, mindfulness is awesome. Yeah. I did a, uh, a, a six week uh, mindfulness class at the VA and I remember it was uh i was i was the only uh student so i was the best student but <laughs> but i remember sitting in class and, and the uh the the doctor would would pass me like a, a rock or something and, and i'd have to hold it in my hand and just like just absorb everything and i mean it was it got a little crazy but you know it really it mindfulness is really a great um program i think i mean it, it, it takes you off autopilot it, it lets you just be able to stop and think and and weigh your choices real quick like if i if i go here this may happen or that if i do this then it's going to lead to this to this to this i mean I, I i i use it a lot at the hospital when i'm uh just trying to absorb the moment and it really it, i mean it's really a great program definitely i feel like it's one of the reasons I think it's so powerful in recovery is because um, 
like when I was drinking, it was because I was trying to be the opposite of mindful. Like I wanted to shut everything down and shut everything up and not have to think outside of, um, not have to think period. So it's so interesting when you're able to start doing that and, and realize that you're somebody, you're, you're a person worth spending time with, like even just with yourself is, is, is super cool. Yeah, I think uh, 60 Minutes did a, uh, a a video on it, if, if uh, anyone wants to YouTube it. They got a uh, segment on mindful eating, which is which is tough because you're like going slow motion. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I think I saw, did, Brett, did somebody say they can't meditate? Yeah, I was, just, I was just about to bring that up and see if you had any uh, suggestions. It wasn't necessarily a question, but I thought maybe you could expand on that. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to. I mean, I like, I, I am a yoga teacher, so I do a lot with, with mindfulness and meditation. Um, but I'm in a season right now of my own practice with just mind body things where I am doing power hot yoga almost every single day because I have, you know, I have a lifelong clinical anxiety and panic disorder. So I have like a buzzing happening inside of me all the time. I'm just kind of like hovering a little bit off of the planet. And when I do that powerful physical practice, it like works some of that out. And especially when it's something where I'm just trying so hard not to fall down or trying so hard to, you know, stay on my feet, even though my muscles are shaking, um, it like pushes some of that away and it gives me the the ability to just like be still and be with myself afterwards. So I don't know if that's helpful for you. For me, when I'm struggling, I do like a really strong physical practice and then I'm able to be a little more more mindful. But also maybe that is your mindfulness practice. Maybe that's your meditation. Maybe you're when you walk, you meditate or run, you meditate or cook or clean or, you know, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to sit on a cushion with, you know, our hands um, on our lap and you know, take deep breaths. And I can't always do that. And I teach the stuff. So I would just totally, you know, never, ever do anything that doesn't feel good to you. But I guess I would just invite you to be easy on yourself. And, and maybe there's a brand of mindfulness and meditation that, that does feel good for you. I don't know if that helps. Ian said, any thoughts on TA meditation? Um, I haven't tried it. So no, I, I don't. I've, I've heard people say that it is a, that it has changed their entire lives. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a type of meditation that I know there are, I think they, they're actually like groups that come together and, and do it. And, and you have a, like a guru who gives you, a mantra for your meditations. Um, but I, I'm not, I've, I've used mantra, but I haven't done that in the specific way that it's talked about that I've heard that is like this life-changing thing. I feel like for me, um, I do a lot of just, you know, hand on heart, hand on my belly and close my eyes and take deep breaths and tell myself everything's okay until I find myself kind of sink into a place where I um, am suddenly am okay. And Nice. Well, JR, do we want to uh, tell the audience how they can enter into tonight's giveaway? 
Yes, tonight we are giving away a signed copy of the Addiction Manifesto, Woo. which is has a phoenix on the cover. What are the chances? <laughs> <laughs> and what was the keyword? Um, oh, look, Ian's already putting numbers in. We're, we changed it up, man. We changed it up. We're doing the giveaway a little bit different. To enter in tonight's giveaway, all you have to do is comment hashtag book giveaway, all one word in the comments, and you will automatically be entered into your into the drawing for the giveaway. Do I get to do it? Can I put it in the comments? Just kidding. You can. <laughs> When did you write that, Jr.? I actually started writing it uh, at you know my when they did arrest me. They put me in county jail for ninety days, and I get in there and I'm like, you know, I could I could have fell back into my usual jail routine, you know, push ups, spades, you know, gambling. But I was like, I got to do something different because my life is so screwed up right now. So I just picked up a pen and just started writing on the back of papers and. and but in 90 days, I had like 77 pages written down. And I was like, man, that is some some eye-opening stuff. So, you know, actually, it, is, it started out as my own personal hope journal. And it really helped me. So I'm like, you know what? If it can help a guy like me, then it's got to be able to help other people. Other people get, have to be going through the same stuff that I was going through. Because my life was, was a total train wreck. So that was back in early 2018. It took about eight months and I self-published and I rushed the ending of it. So I, was, I, I wasn't happy with the ending of it. So I, I thought I fluffed it at the end. So in 2020, I went back into it and took out some stuff, added some new stuff and had a uh, local publishing company go through it and edit it out for me and redesigned the cover. And so it got republished in July of 2021. That is so cool. I have my whole bookshelf is like a um, a library of what do they call it? Quitlet <laughs> and so many recovery stories. And I tell that was a big, you know, for years when I was still trying to get sober and was just piecing little chunks of time together. Um, that was definitely something that got me through is reading those stories and knowing being able to see right in front of me, hold on to something that said, you're not alone. You're not the only one. And man, so that's powerful. It's so generous of you to share in that way, put that out. Into yeah, the world. It's it's amazing. I mean, we think our, our stories are so unique, but then when you start hearing people share their stories, you're like, Oh yeah, I've been there. I've done that. And that's one of the, uh, the bonuses in my book was I had asked a, a bunch of people, a bunch of close friends that have wonderful, well, they have amazing recovery journeys to, to add their story. So, you know, there's like maybe 10, 12, 15 extra stories in there from people like uh, a few of my admins, like uh, my fiance, Carrie, her story's in there. Um, Chrissy's is in there. Asa. Um, yeah, a bunch of bunch of people that I've known for a while. And it's like, uh, I mean, if my story doesn't hit you, then their stories will definitely hit you. It's super cool. That's, I mean, that's how we break down. I mean, a big part of the Phoenix is, and, and for me, just in my personal work in my life is 
breaking down stigma. And I think that's that's how you do it when you have all those moments where people like recognize that they're not the only ones. And and even for people that aren't in recovery, like I know, you know, my like I mentioned my parents before, it's been huge for them to be part of the Phoenix because they're able to see like all these people that are okay. And when they when they read those kinds of stories to be like, oh man, like it wasn't just our family. It wasn't just our daughter, you know, it was all these people and look at the, you know, look, they, we do recover. Yeah. And I think that's just such a, oh, that's just so powerful to put out in the world. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to see uh, the light come on in someone's eyes. It's, uh, yeah. Hey, you guys have a book club too, don't you? Did I see that on one of your things? We do. I know there are quite a few local book clubs in um, the the local chapters. So you can go both on the app and also just on our website to see what events are happening near you. Um, but then we have, right now we have a Sober Moms book club. Um, but we're definitely looking to expand that, but that's, yeah, that's what we've got on, on zoom right now, but elsewhere we've got all sorts of book clubs all across country. There's no, no shortage of books that are powerful and you know inspiring. And I think that's a really fun part of, of community is to, to find them together, discover them, share the cool gem that you found. Yep. Definitely got to get Jeff Vickers' sober slogans in there. I don't know that one. You don't know? Oh, he's uh, he's in the audience. He, he hopped off a couple of minutes ago. He said he had to finish up some oh, schoolwork. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I'll take a look. I'll look at the – we can't because we can't see the all the comments, right? We're just like a couple here and there. I'll take a look at them afterwards. Look them up. On so non-athletic people can read together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Whatever, whatever is meaningful to you, and write together. I know we have a lot of writing groups. We've got a very cool poetry group um, on the virtual platform that is like just every time I go to that class, I cry because it's just so amazing the people, the things that people share in poetry. Oh man, I got somebody that I need to get connected into that group. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had a guy on a few months ago on my other show that he just published an entire book of, of sober poetry. So I definitely need to get him connected with that. Very cool. See, we're learning. What? Okay, what? What other? What? What else are you holding out on us? What other activities do you guys have? Now we're finding about um, poetry and. Spill the beans, spill the beans. Oh my goodness, the pressure's on. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, there's it's endless the things that are happening in all the different chapters all around the um, country. I know in Tampa, we've got paddle boarding. Uh, even though we're a very flat state here in Florida, we still have rock climbing because we've got those those walls, vertical ventures, I think it's what it's called, um, hikes and things like that. But one thing that we have on a virtual platform right now that I think is so cool is... Um, shoot, what do we call it? Roll for recovery. It's it's like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing um, for folks that are in recovery. And so that's that's really cool. And that's that little community is growing because um, that's folks that, you know, might not have might not have seen the Phoenix and all of our, you know, athletic things that, you, that you'll see on a lot of our um, images and that there's something for them, too. There's something for for every person of, of every interest. Awesome. Yeah, 
we've got like chair yoga, we've got like some like different stretching things. So if you are somebody that is looking for something a little more low key, or if you have a family member, like I know I have family members that I recommend to do uh, chair yoga and things that are just, you know, you're able to just do a little bit of movement, a little bit of breath without having to even stand up. And I mean, I do it. I, I do yoga all day in this chair. A lot of cool stuff. I think I've done two yoga classes and both of them kicked my ass. <laughs> I was like, I thought I was just stretching. <laughs> yeah, depends on depends on the class. A lot of them are, are there's, there's some really intense ones, but then there are also, if you find a nice restorative class, I mean, you're just lying down the whole time. And at the end, you're just all stretched out. You're a whole different person. Beautiful thing. <laughs> Check it. Check out our schedule. There are so many good ones. You can do it right in your living room. You could put it, put your pajamas on and just lay down on the floor. Do some yoga. It's amazing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I would love to, uh, like we were talking earlier about, uh, offer some of your uh, your classes on our page. I mean, I haven't looked at your schedules yet, but it, it sounds like it would be you know beneficial for so many people. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. However we can get the word out. I mean, the best. So like I said before, like everything is is free just with 48 hours of sobriety. So we ask people um, it, it, like if you would like to, you're able to donate your time, your talent or your treasure. So if you want to volunteer, you can. If you have a special talent you want to offer up, if you want to donate um, money, you're able to. We're, we're a nonprofit. So we always are grateful for that. But the best way to support the Phoenix, I think, for us individuals is just is to show up, is just to be there. Like those people participating in the Phoenix, that's that's currency to us because that's the way we're able to show impact. And when we do go out and, you know, we have an amazing group of people that write grants for the Phoenix. And when they're able to say this many people were impacted, this many people came to those events, that's when we're able to um, continue to raise money so that we can do more things. So we can have more um, activities and grow into to more states and even even other countries. So having just getting the word out, like telling a friend that the Phoenix is a thing, you know, like, oh, you're looking, you're, you're recovering or you know somebody in recovery or whatever, like whether you are a person in recovery or you're a supporter or you're just doing the sober thing because it's awesome, like just showing up for you and for us and telling somebody about it, like that is that's the best way to, to support the Phoenix and the people that are part of it. And wear the shirt. <laughs> you are crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was, a I came from a yoga class before I, I tried to get yoga in before I came here and um, did not give myself enough time to rummage through the laundry. So you got just the black shirt. You got to gear that. up, woman. You got to gear up. I've got, I, Brent's all gear up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't have any I don't have any Phoenix gear, so oh we'll get you some, Brett. Definitely we'll get you the shirt. Just, get cool just gear. plug in just plug in my you own cool podcast going shamelessly. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna have to get, I'm gonna have to get him some recovery revolution gear to make them yeah make them pop. Heck yeah. Hey, hey and tonight, tonight he's using his uh new tagline. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I forgot I had a we've been taught. We've been teasing it forever that I have to come up with a with a sign off, and I finally did. Because it was always so awkward. It's just like, uh, bye. <laughs> I used to work in a hospital, and there was an 
an elevator, like the, it was like the sixth floor and the nurse's station where everybody congregated was right across from the elevator. So you'd get in the elevator, you know, hit down or whatever and say, okay, bye everybody. And I was like, bye, you know, usually it'd been on like a 12 hour shift. So, um, and then it would take, I don't even know, it was like a, probably a good, a full minute before that door would close and everyone's just sitting, staring at you and you're staring at them and you just don't know what to do with your face because you're just like, I, don't, I, don't, I just keep waiting. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> be awkward, endless goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when uh, you're in the elevator and it's, and you see someone come running to it and the door's shut and you're like, should I hit the button? Run yes, <laughs> always yes. <laughs> The butt, or be like me and try to stick my hand in there to like physically open it, and I'm gonna lose yeah. a limb one of these days. Yeah, or elevators uh, at our hospital will chop your hand off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Ian thinks that we should do a dance as we sign off. I'm I'm not much of a dancer. Sorry, Sorry, Ian. We have dance. We have dance, Phoenix. There's we got. We just started some Zumba. We got dance fitness. Anyways, more cool things. See, she's holding <laughs> out on us, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have come with a list. It'd be really long. <laughs> See, this uh, wasn't so bad, Liz. Look at you. you. You're killing it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was. I definitely am always super nervous going into anything like this, but you both have been very kind. Put me at ease. So thank you. It's normal. Way. It's normal. I, I get nervous before, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's. Yeah, even if you know exactly what you're going to say, even if it's your own story, like literally, I'm like, there's nothing that you're going to ask me that I don't know. And still, I get that moment of just <sighs> breathlessness, but <laughs> we did it. Are we doing we, the uh, book giveaway? Yeah, yeah, I I haven't figured out how to, uh, to share it on the screen, so you're just going to have to take my word for it when I do it. But okay. hopefully by next week. I figure out how to share it so everybody can watch this really cool animation because it it shows everybody's Facebook profile pictures as it cycles through, which is pretty cool. Um, Liz, you remember well, these? That's really cool, Brad. Yeah, I do. They had a whole table at Mobilize. Every flavor. Fancy pants. <laughs> I feel like there was one flavor that was like... Not so good, but the rest of them were amazing. There was one that somebody told me, like, nah, the only one that's not very good is this one. I had to, of course, try that one. Yeah. And the rest of them were, like, just amazing. Just so know. I'm afraid to drink it right now because I'll be up and running yeah, to the bathroom every week. hour for the next <laughs> Oh, man, I wish I could share this because it has confetti and stuff on the screen. That's really what? cool. That's it looks so like fun. our winner tonight is Ashley Grimes. I'll do a little more research and, and figure out how to share that on the screen next week because that was cool the little drawing and then the confetti came out of both sides and her picture was on the screen yeah. can they see that on on Facebook or no that's what I'm saying I don't know how to share I don't know how to share my 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 screen on on there but i'll i'll figure it out i believe i got i got the it. sign off now next week we, we're gonna have the drawing on the screen okay make it make it uh look legit <laughs> right there's got to be some way to do it because it's built into the streaming software that we're using i just don't know how to do it <laughs> i'm gonna I'm, play around I'm, with the green screen yeah, I'm new. I'm new to the video side of things, so 
please please forgive me i'm i'm new to this this side of of podcasting you look like a pro definitely everything very sleek from here i appreciate that <laughs> it took it took a while for me to the rope him in you know i was I was interviewing him for like two, three weeks. I was like, dude, you gonna you gonna come do the podcast or what, man? <laughs> Good job. I love uh I I love this kind of thing. I, I just uh that's another thing. Like the the quitlet, the apps and then podcasts were definitely always in my ear. Um in early recovery and and still. Thanks, Ian, Ian. I think you rock. It's so cool. You've got people that are um, that tune in live and comment and support. That's just such a what a cool community you've built. Yeah, I'll pin it to the top of the page, and and uh, I mean we got people all over the world. I mean I don't know if I sent you our breakdown of our our members, but I think it's I think like seventy so. percent women, thirty percent guys, all over. That's awesome. Well. The recovery community is definitely the coolest, like just the coolest people that I have ever met are in this community. So psyched to be part of it. Yeah, we have a we have a great local community. I, I'm always bragging about them. I mean, anytime I try to do something locally, they they all join up. Yeah, I want to do uh, like a community rock climbing thing here. Yeah, we there's a wall. I found out there's a, like a tower nearby and I'm like, we got to go do that. I mean, we've been uh, skydiving, whitewater rafting. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty popular around there. There's, I really don't think there's enough money in the world for me to jump out of a plane ever. Oh, you'll love <laughs> it. It's so peaceful. <sighs> my hands, my hands are sweaty. Just thinking about it. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, they took pictures of, of me coming out. And I was like, like this, doing a flip coming out of the plane. I was like smiling from ear to ear. I believe it. Uh, it's good stuff. So cool. Yeah, I went skydiving pretty early on in my recovery. I don't know why, but I did. You're right, though. It is very peaceful. Like once once the parachute opens, it's yeah. just like there's no sound. It's no just, sound. So, total quiet up there. So yeah, it's so odd. What's it like when you first jump though? Like before the parachutes out? Like is that is it like oh loud? that's a big adrenaline rush there? Oof. Yeah, I didn't like that part as much. I like the, <laughs> I like the peaceful floating silence. Oh my gosh. I watch those videos sometimes of people like when I can without my hands getting all shaky, where they jump out of the plane and before they even do the parachute, they're like holding hands and like doing like making shapes in the sky and they it's like a whole art form it's wild yeah i actually have one of my childhood best friends he's a skydive instructor and his wife she uh somehow attaches a canvas onto her stomach and then as they're skydiving she does a painting on the canvas while what? while they're skydiving yeah it's crazy Crazy stuff. Crazy I've stuff. Never heard anything like yeah. it. It's incredible. Does she sell them then? Yeah, she sells them. It's like this has been painted at however many feet. Ten thousand feet. That's so wild. Yeah. 
man, I can't even paint. You put a canvas in front of me right here, then I wouldn't be able to do that. But maybe <laughs> said, find a new talent within. <laughs> Ashley said that the Phoenix needs to make skydiving their next activity. You know what's so funny about that is it keeps coming up. Like I, whenever we have um, like staff meetings and, and things like that, like we still like staff wise, like actual employees were, were relatively small. Um, like I said, like volunteers are are the what is our biggest um, how how we grow. But I swear every time we come up with an example to like work through like building an event and how to keep events, you know, safe. A big part of what we do is keeping everything, keeping spaces, whether it's an online space or an in-person space, safe, physically, emotionally. Um, and for whatever reason, that's constantly what people come up with. They're like, well, okay, so let's pretend we have a skydiving event. I'm like, are, are we going to do this? Like it's come up in like three meetings. So I think I could see that in the future. Yeah, I would love to, to nail like a uh, a five million dollar grant from the government to do uh, recovery community activities. I mean, like we're gonna do skydiving, whitewater rafting, cliff diving. Well, join the Phoenix, like volunteer and say that's what you want to do. And I mean, that's how it's how things start. Yeah, when somebody's excited about it. I will not be starting that. I will teach yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I will cheer you on. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be part of the chess club or the D and D club or something a little less safely extreme. from the ground. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, you already did it though. Yeah, that, uh, one one and done, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably I'd probably do it again. It was fun. Ian said, "Is Phoenix in Fort Lauderdale?" Um, we I'm pretty sure we have volunteers though. So volunteers there so there very well might be events happening there if not i know florida is rapidly growing um caleb uh jerry you met caleb he is actually um supports the volunteers all across the state and i know that he's talked about folks there so if not now then coming for sure yeah just don't let caleb tell you any jokes the king of the dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh my gosh, he dressed up as a, not for Halloween. This is like beginning, maybe even still September, but dressed up as a hot dog and taught a whole CrossFit class dressed as a hot dog. No. <laughs> yeah. The picture, oh my God, there was a picture of him. Like just, he was, I think he was doing push-ups like on a bench. So he's like tilted. Like, so the bench is here. This is his body. He's like this as, as a hot dog. It was the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I'm like, I would have loved to have seen that. Oh my gosh. Was, I got to find, I, talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to find this picture and I'm going to show it to you. <laughs> it was one of the best things that's ever happened imagine. to the Phoenix for sure. Let me find it. Well, and, and to, to also kind of answer Ian's question, obviously, I don't know. But um, like Liz mentioned earlier, you could go to the phoenix.org or you could download yeah. the Phoenix app and uh, you could type in your zip code or your city and find events that are in your area. That is correct. Oh, Ashley wants to know if you're going to add surfing. Um, I think they do have surfing um, on the West Coast. Definitely in California. I've heard them talk about that. Or East Coast. Yeah, I don't know if it's on the East Coast yet, but it very, it very well might be. Like we are, 
enormous now, like when it comes to the amount of chapters and in-person events that we have. So go to the, definitely download the app. Um, if that's not your jam, that's totally fine. Go to the website and go to um, in-person and then, you know, where you could like push the little globe and it just brings up your, anything that's near you within your, your radius. Um, so you're able to see what's close to you. And if there's not Phoenix close to you and you want it to be, get on that, get on that volunteer platform. And that, that's how it starts. You don't even have, you don't have to be the one that's leading surfing, but that's how it gets started, starts in your community. And that's how people start to find you. And then you find that person that's going to do it. And, um, before you know it, you got surfing and skydiving. Okay, I gotta show you this picture. Oh, let me put the glasses on. Let me no! put you in, put you in no! full screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at finding the camera. How great is that? Oh, that's fun. That's that's classic. <laughs> I know, I know. So we're not gonna promise you you're gonna have a hot dog instructor in every in every um event, but he is uh he brings a little extra extra special pizzazz to his to his classes for sure. <laughs> That made my whole day. Well, I think I think when Jr. leads the uh, the skydiving team, he should uh, dress up as some sort of character or food or something. I'll have to come up with with what costume you're going to wear for that Jr. Yeah, underdog. That would be a good one. Or a phoenix. You could dress oh, up as a phoenix, yeah. and then you would be literally a phoenix, like going yeah. through the air. Yeah, that would be cool. I love it. Uh, not as funny as a hot dog, but like me. Yeah, not as funny as <laughs> that. That'd be a tough one to beat. So he finally, he finally did something funny. Oh my gosh, I laugh every time. I'm a sucker for dad jokes. <laughs> Heck yeah, Ian, gonna be Superman. I will come to South Carolina for skydiving. Awesome. All right, well, I guess we're skydiving, everybody. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. Kind of. I like the surfing too. I just finished yeah. a, uh, a a a warrior surf program. I spent like twelve weeks out there learning how to surf. I mean, that's very peaceful too out there on the waves. I yeah. I feel like the surfing part is really scary for me, but like laying on a board out in the middle of like the ocean sounds pretty wonderful. That's mindful. That's you can do some meditation out there. I used to I used to make fun of the uh, local surfers here till till I got out there. And those those two foot waves I, I was I was laughing at them over. Those are huge. <laughs> the things are, are <laughs> scary. Yeah, stand upright. Yeah, I have trouble on paddleboard standing upright. I <laughs> I fall right in when I try to paddleboard. I put a wave in the in the mix. Definitely yeah. take a swim. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You think there'd be the the boards would be more balanced, but it's like I had the almost the biggest board that they had, and I was like, I think I've stood up like four times in twelve wow. weeks, <laughs> but I nailed it though. <laughs> I believe it. Surfer, uh, professional, professional surfer. It's all those little stability muscles that, like, man, that's one of those things that you won't even realize how hard you're working until you get home and then you're sore because all those muscles that keep you stable. You yeah, my, my rib my rib cage was killing me for like six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. I was like, I can't, I cannot get injured surfing. Please, no. 
<laughs> I'll never live it down. I think that's a great way to get injured. I mean, not that I want you to get injured, but like, I feel like it's cool to be like, oh, it's my surfing injury. Like I'm the person who gets injured. Like I'm, it's the getting off the couch to go to the refrigerator. Yeah. Injury. I guess that's what I would get. I get injured while sleeping. I'm like, I don't yep. you get injured while sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Slept wrong. Pay for it forevermore. Such a gift. So true. Anything else you guys want to know about me, about the Phoenix? I feel like. Um, so you guys are at like 70,000 impacted? Yeah. Looking to hit a million? Yeah, million in the next five years. Okay. Wow. It's, it's so possible. I mean, especially now that we've got the app out there. Um, again, like our volunteer force is so strong. It's, yeah, it's amazing. We're doing work in, um, with people who are justice impacted. So folks in prisons, we just did an event, um, which is really incredible. We, this event we did um, a few weeks ago was like a hybrid in-person and virtual. So there were people like in the gym. Um, there were some folks that are still incarcerated um, that were able to be in, I think they were outdoors actually. And another group was in the gym. And they were able to connect with the rest of us through um, through the virtual platform. So for them to be able to see other people doing the workout with them and cheering them on, um, the feedback we got was like incredible. It was just a really powerful experience to, to know that everybody was out there. Um, provide groups at the Phoenix for recovery. Do you provide groups at the Phoenix for recovery? So do you mean like, well, I guess we we consider ourselves like a sober active community. So overall, we're a group, um, Ian. But I know there's also like within the app, we have specific groups that, um, you know, based on what you're interested in. Any one on one treatments at the at the Phoenix or is it all fun? Um, yeah, no, it's it's not we're not recovery, like we don't provide like counseling or anything. And we're not a, a treatment center. We do um, provide like, we do go into treatment centers um, and mental health groups. No, we're, we're peer to peer. So really like if you were, if you volunteered, you be part of the Phoenix and you could create your own events. So really we're just providing, not providing, but the people that are part of the Phoenix are creating meaningful events that create that community. So the, a big part of what I love about the Phoenix is that we are not trying to tell anybody how to recover. You know, we're certainly always happy to tell our own stories like, like I did today a little bit, but um, yeah, very much just here to cheer you on here to support you. Um, you know, there's, you always have somebody that you can call or reach out to, but not actual like counseling, like treatment. I like going out on outings kind of, yeah. Yeah, but really creating that that community, like those bonds between us is, I think, the thing that really makes a difference. Okay. Any other questions for Liz before everybody gets to hear my new sign-off? Oh, I'm excited. That's not... I wouldn't get too excited about it. I don't feel like it's that... Too late. It's, it's good, man. It's good. It's killer. Is it? Yeah, I thought it was really good the other day. I appreciate the drum roll. You're gonna build it. I appreciate the kind words, sir. 
Are we doing a drum roll? No, I don't. No, I don't feel like that's necessary at all. It's happened. Oh. <laughs> Building okay. it up, man. Okay. This is it. This is it. Okay. Well, now guys, episodes in. We're gonna be like this was the episode right here. A thousand episodes in. <laughs> they start. I I if I hear someone else say it somewhere else. I'm like, I know who started that. <laughs> Get trademarked. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's. I feel like it's kind of a common saying around the room. So I don't. I I definitely didn't come up with it on my own. So it's not that creative. But anyway, um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Recovery Revolution Live. If you guys are interested, we will be releasing the audio from tonight's broadcast in podcast form. Um, it's going to be available on all major podcast platforms. Just search for Recovery Revolution Live. I also have another podcast that comes out every Wednesday. Uh, it's a little bit shorter, usually about 30-minute episodes, and it's called Recovery Survey, so check that out as well. Um, and remember, guys, it's progress, not perfection. Boom! Good, night. Good one. Boom. <laughs> progress, not perfection. <laughs>